Setting up the 18th AFL franchise in a region not familiar with the code was never going to be easy. Strong leadership was going to be required to face the challenges that came along in the early years of growth and transformation. The Leaders podcast speaks with the people who've shaped this club and have helped play key roles the club has grown from not just a men's football team, but to now include an AFL women's side as well as Giants netball. When people speak of a football club, they often think of kicks and handballs, but the Giants have quickly grown to be so much more than that. Welcome to The Leaders. On this episode, Giants netball head coach Julie Fitzgerald speaks about building a team from scratch and how her natural instincts to care for her players has helped to develop leaders within her squad of Giants. Julie, thank you for coming along. Tell me a little bit about how you actually got to be here at the Giants. Oh, it was just a wonderful opportunity that I couldn't knock back. I'd coached in Sydney for many years and then went down to the Australian Institute of Sport in Canberra. And I was over in New Zealand coaching the Waikato Magic team over there. And I absolutely loved it. I really enjoyed it. But when the opportunity came back, when the opportunity to come back came up and I could come back and start up a whole new club and a new team and everything was so exciting, I couldn't resist. How did it come about? Like who, yeah, who approached you? How did it? How did it sort of come your way? Um, well, Nepal New South Wales actually own the licence, yep. although we get tremendous support from the Giants. And their CEO rang me and said, how would you feel about coming back? And this is what we hope to do. And it was just, as I said, something I couldn't knock back. Yeah. Was it just to be a part of something new? Like I don't, a new I think team? You, I think you would very rarely get the opportunity to build a team from the ground up and yep. be there from the foundation. And I just found that irresistible. Yeah. Yeah, had you done that before? Like, when, where did you first coach? Not really, because the league sort of evolved over a long period of time, but it's always been based on existing teams, and we've sort of built them up and they've become more professional over the years. But to build something from absolute scratch, I think, is quite rare. Yeah, and to do it with a club with like the Giants was amazing. Yeah, yeah, pretty exciting. Yeah, okay. One of the first things you did was put Kim in as captain, Kim Green, and get her across. Why? I just have so much respect for her as a player and and a leader. And long before I accepted the position, Kim and I had a chat and I knew that if I came across that Kim would probably become a giant and to build a team around her gave us a great foundation stone. Yeah, what what about her makes her or made her perfect and someone that you just felt you really needed? She's an amazing leader in the sense that she brings people along with her. She sets a high standard. I always believe the best leaders are the ones who lead by example and her work ethic and her competitive spirit are exactly what you want to form your foundation. Yeah. What are some of the other, I don't know, like the other really big things or crucial things that you felt you had to do like in the early days when you were getting things set up and started? Um, I I imagine putting her in or getting her over was was one of them. But were there other things that you thought, this is a big decision, I've got to get this right because it's going to set everything on course? Yeah, it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but I was well aware of the fact that that first team would set the foundation for what the club would represent. So I was very careful that we got players on board who would value that and cherish that and set a really good culture for the club for years to come. So we thought very carefully, not only about the ability of the player that we wanted, but their character as well. Yeah, what sort of qualities were were important or were you looking for when you... It's the things we all talk about. You've got to be a team first person, but you've also got to want to be the best athlete that you can. And I wanted people who shared the same excitement that we did for something that was so new. People who 
would always value the responsibility that they would have to create a really good culture and something to be proud of and something that other people would want to become a part of when they moved on. Yeah, okay. I find that really interesting just how a team forms its identity and what it stands for because every every team's a little bit different. I know every AFL team's just got a slightly different feel to it and a slightly different way of of going about things, but is it is it the people do you think? Oh, without a doubt, it's yeah. the people. I think your leaders set the standard and they set what we want to achieve and we never wanted to be the new kids on the block who were going to build over a period of time. We wanted to be successful from the outset. So you need people around you who share that and will work with you to achieve it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, must have been fun to... It was yeah. awesome. It was a lot of hard work. Yep. I landed here on 15th of August, I think it was. And at that stage, the deal with the Giants hadn't been settled. We didn't have a name. We didn't have a colour. We didn't have players. We didn't have support start. We have nothing. Yeah. But So it was a lot of work, but I loved every minute of it. Yeah. Was it, was it something new? Like just, yeah, things that you hadn't experienced. You had a long career leading up to, to coming across here, but... Yeah, and just things like being out of Australia for the three years that I was over in New Zealand, I didn't have the contacts with support staff and things like that that I might have had at the time originally. So starting that whole process was as interesting as building the players. Yeah, okay. I was going to ask you about New Zealand. You, yeah, you spent a few years over there. Like, is the New Zealand netball environment seen very different to Australia in the... I think it's developed a lot over the last five or six years. When I first got there, I didn't feel that it was anywhere near as professional as the Australian teams were on. Their training regime and their level of um, professionalism wasn't as great, but it's definitely improved over the time that I was there and I imagine it continues to improve. Yeah, yep. Let's talk about your leadership, leadership style, I suppose. Leadership, like, it's such a big word. It means something different to, to everybody. But I don't know, like, you just hear so many players talk about the care that you show for them and and the fact that you you're a nurturing person and um they feel they can really connect with you as a human being is that something that you've tried to do or is it that just who you are no I really and honestly haven't tried to do it I think it is just who I am and I like young people. I have great admiration for what they can do and what they can achieve. And I'm also aware of the fact that if they're not happy off court, they're not going to produce their best on court. And it's our job to ensure that everything is as smooth as possible for them to perform the best they can be. So to me, it's just common sense. Yeah. How long does it take to really get to know someone, to know how they tick, what what approach will work best with them, how they'll react and respond in certain situations? Like, it must be yeah, an enjoyable process to find that out. But how long does it uh, it varies. It take? I've got players that I feel like I've known them really well within a couple of weeks and I've got other players that I'm coming into their sixth year and still getting to know them. So every person is different. Some are a lot more open than others and it takes a bit longer with some than it will with others. Yeah, and different Yeah, different amounts of time and energy, I suppose. Like yeah, going to different, different personalities, how open they are, how much has gone on in their background, all of those things take yeah. varying times. Yeah. Did you figure out – when did you figure out that that was – something that was helping you sort of be the best coach you could be? Um, I don't know if I figured it out. I certainly like the fact that players respect that in me. Yep. And... Yeah, it must be nice like to hear Like I said, I think it. it's just something. I have four children of my own who have grown into adults now and I think you learn an awful lot from bringing up your own as to how are they young people. I always say to them, there's nothing that you're going to do that my kids probably haven't already done so I won't be shocked by anything. Yeah. I just enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it must be nice when they, they want to come to you as well and tell you things. and Yeah, it and is nice. And, 
I think you have to have that open relationship if you want to be truly successful. And we're a very small team. There's only 10 in the team and four training partners. So it's important that we all value each other and we respect the differences in different people. Yeah, I suppose it is different just thinking, yeah, to a footy team where you've got 45. Yeah, there's more places to hide in some ways. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've got, yeah, there's more time or more opportunity, I suppose, to invest in. It's a much more intimate group than a football team. Yeah, that must present different challenges though. Like in in a group of 45, you're going to have different friendship groups and certain players might not get along or things like that. Like what what do you do in in a netball team if there's two players not... Not getting along or not seeing eye to eye, like as a as a coach, it happens. It's it's, human it's obvious that it has yeah. to happen, but I think you just have to try and develop the fact that you may not get along and you may not agree on a lot of subjects, but you have to have a mutual respect for each other, and you have to respect the fact that we're all trying to achieve the same thing. So somewhere along the line, there is a common ground, and you live within that. And obviously, you have some who are more friendly than others. Yeah, mm. and yeah, I suppose if you come back to that that joint goal, mm. the purpose that the thing that everybody's here for it must that must help but mm. yeah they are they are smaller groups and trying to have a little understanding of why someone may be entirely different to you yep okay that's not easy for some players is it no it's not easy for all yeah yeah but i also think it's something they grow to develop and once they realize the potential of how more successful you'll be if you are a little bit more tolerant and respectful then it becomes easier for them to develop yeah well kim who we've chatted to for another episode she was saying that's something she's she's learned she sort of early on thought why is everyone not doing what I'm doing or doing it the way I'm doing it and she's sort of come to realize that everybody's a little bit different like um I suppose you just see people grow over the years mustn't you as they get older experience new things have to deal with all sorts of scenarios and situations I love that side of it. I look at people who I coached as ratbag teenagers who are now highly successful women with children of their own and I love that side of it and watching them develop. Time for a quick break on the Leaders Podcast to talk about Giants of Business. This exciting new project is part of the Giants commercial program, focusing on making connections and business referrals across the Giants corporate partner network. The Giants have a strong portfolio of blue chip corporate and community partners, with this program making it easier to connect than ever before. Through a range of events and strategic introductions, the Giants of Business program is an opportunity not to be missed. For more information, contact Anthony Butler. His details are available in the description of this podcast. Now back to the leaders. How did you go with with forging your coaching career and yeah, raising kids at the same time? I think it was a bit of chaos. <laughs> but... Um I think we've always been a little team in our own right and they've always been very supportive of what I've done and I had a wonderful mother who looked after them for me while she was alive as they grew up and it's all sort of just been fun along the way. Yeah? Yeah. Do you have, yeah. Have they felt part of it, do you think? Oh, very much so. Well, they had to be because when they were younger, they'd come to training with me and they'd yep. all, they were very good. They'd go off and play somewhere on the sidelines or something while we trained and, of course, it wasn't as professional in those days when they were very young. But... I think too I've got three daughters and a son and my three daughters got to grow up idolising some of the most 
elite athletes and professional women of our time and I think they were very fortunate to have that insight into such successful people and now they're the same age as some of these girls and they get on well with them as well. Yeah, they've sort of become part of the family, Yeah, some of them I suppose. Definitely. Yeah, but it must be, yeah, it must be difficult to manage when you're, yeah, you want to put all this time into your team and your players and yeah. There were always those jokes about how I love the players more than I love them <laughs> and I give them more time than I give them and all that sort of thing. But I think now they've come to respect what we've achieved. Yeah, yep, absolutely. <laughs> what about are some of your players starting to, to coach themselves now? Have you? Yes, they have. Point? Yeah. Yes, they have. Um, Beck Bully in particular has recently retired and she will be a very good coach. Yeah. Bryony Akel, who coaches the Swiss now, um, was one of my players many years ago. So it's good to see them come through and want to take that road. Can you see it coming with, with them when they get to a certain point in their playing careers? Can you Do you reckon you can identify... I can remember saying to Bryony at one point when she was ready to retire that she would make a great coach and one day she could be my assistant coach or whatever because she always had that brain. She always read the game well. Yeah. 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 What other things do you sort of start to notice um, over time? I think you always know they're going to go down different lines and I'm always happy when you see people who are establishing an afterlife so that when they're going to retire from netball, they have something else. Yeah. And... Kim Green's definitely done a good job of that. I know Liz Ellis had her retirement planned long before she retired and obviously has really enjoyed her retirement and been extremely successful. So I think it's it's great when you can see them have plans beyond their playing days. Yeah. What about leadership? Can you see, like in young players, qualities that you think will turn them into someone who really helps lead the group and shape the group and... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, what do you yeah, what And it's do you an notice? exercise we've we've had a little double with here too because our leaders are older and very possibly could all go at the same time. So we've started to think about who would be the future leaders and hopefully give them some guidance. But I've been terribly lucky in my career. I was thinking about this last night. Um, I've coached over three hundred games but I've ever only had five captains and they oh, wow. They have all been exceptional captains. So I think I've been blessed that I've been able to work with such great leaders. Yeah. Yeah, that is, yeah, only five. Yeah, I thought of it last night when I was thinking about, obviously, we were going to talk leadership and you talk about your leaders. And I thought, gee, in all that time, there's only been five captains. Yeah. What do you think you notice in young players that, because they're, I don't know, like, and and Kim was the same. She was saying that she didn't really know who she was when she was 20 or 21. Yeah. and I find that with a lot of the footy players too, they sort of get told you have leadership traits, but I'm not sure they fully understand what that means at that age. Um, yeah, because I was – it's a funny story and Liz won't mind me telling it, but when we had Katrina Wagg as our captain and Liz particularly wanted to be the captain of that team and she said to me one day, why can't I be captain? I'd be a really good captain. And I remember saying to her, you will be a great captain one day but you're not quite ready because she hadn't developed some of the skills that you need to be a really good captain. And over the next couple of years she did and she, as we would all know, was one of our greatest captains. I think you recognise certain traits in them, but you know that there are other traits they have to develop. So I think they have to have a great work ethic. They have to lead by example. They have to be winners. They have to be people who want to win. And But I also think they have to be people who can develop an empathy for others so that they can understand their players and, and work out a way to bring out the best in the people around them as well. Yeah, and sort of see things, yeah, through everybody's eyes Yeah, in a way. Yeah. So you, you always wanted to be a coach, didn't you? Yeah, I've from, always loved it. From, so when did you sort of first 
take charge of a team. You were pretty young, weren't you? Yeah, well, in the old days, and I imagine it's still the same, netball was that sport where once you reached about high school age, you either coached a little team or you became an umpire. And I yep. was never going to be an umpire. <laughs> so I started coaching little teams in high school and I just always really enjoyed it. Why did you want to do it when you were... I don't know. I yeah. don't really know. I just... I, I have to say I really like the competition side of it. Yep. I'm in no way an athlete, but I love the competitive Competing. side of it. So yep. I always enjoyed that part of it, and it sort of just grew from there. What philosophies did you have as a, yeah, as a like, so what teenage coach? I don't know. I think in those days, <laughs> did I you used even to, know what it? Yeah, I think I always thought in those days that if your players all came back the next year, you'd done a pretty good job. <laughs> but like I said, I'm madly competitive, so I always wanted to win as well. Yeah. Does the game? How many? Yeah. I just wonder, like, when you've been in the game for a long time, obviously no one ever knows any, everything, but I don't know. Have you had periods in, in your career where it's like, what's the next idea? What's the next thing to do? What's the next challenge? Yeah, I always worry about it because, like, I don't want to think how many years I've coached Kim for, but even players like Joe Hart and Jamie Lee Price, Christiana Manua, I'm coming into my sixth year with them and I don't want them to get bored with me. Yeah. So I'm always trying to think of a different way of doing things or a better way of doing things. Um, with the Giants over the three years, particularly with a lot of support from the club, we've been able to build a really good, knowledgeable staff around us and you can lean on their experience. And there's people like Leon and Alan down the hall that you can have a chat to. But I'm very conscious of the fact that if I don't keep developing, they're going to get sick of me. Yeah, okay. Yep. And is that in the way the game's played or the way that you present them with information or talk to them or is it a bit of everything? It's a bit of everything because areas off court like recovery and video analysis and all of those things, they're moving ahead very quickly and you've got to be abreast of that and you can't keep playing the same game that you were playing four or five years ago. So you've got to keep developing across all facets of the sport. Yeah, and you don't want to get bored as well. No, I don't want to get bored. Yeah. (laughs) And I want to win. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking you're you're sort of very different to um, the way the footy team started up with the sort of the success that you had in year one these guys had to to battle for a couple of years to win a game but you've been able to hit the ground running I was was pretty pretty lucky because when we first started talking about whether or not I'd take this job there were probably five players I knew would come who would set a really good basis for the team and they did and to be able to build around five from the start five experienced good players was such an asset. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good good head start. Yep. Rather than starting with a yeah, a team of kids as And you could go to other players and say, "Well, we've already got so and so." And that was an attraction a as well. Also bring to bring more in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What about being around the time that you spend around around this footy club and yeah, chats with Leon and Alan and whoever else? Um, have you Yeah, do you get to do much of that? I love this club. I think from the minute you walk through the door, you feel welcome. And there has been a genuine effort here to make it one club, three teams. And I've never felt like we were just the netball side and football was all important. You've only got to walk around the building and look at all the images around the building and they really value us. And we're really proud of that. We're proud of the fact that they have respect for how we operate and our success and how we train and all of that. And I love being able to talk to all the people here. And it's not just the coaches. Like, the boys are great to have a chat with. And all the administration staff, the people in media, everybody. It's it's a real experience for us, I think. And it's great to be involved in another sport and not just in your little netball bubble. Yeah, I was going to say different to anything you've sort of been a part of. Without a doubt. In the past. Without a doubt. I guess you sort of, yeah, see other athletes around. and But, yeah, walk past them in the cafe every day. And, and watching the development of the women's team has been yep. great. 
Yeah, absolutely. Does it surprise you? Like, were you, I don't know, were you interested early on to see once the Giants sort of got involved, oh, how's this all going to, how's this all going to work? Yeah, I think initially everyone was a bit suspicious of each other. We wondered if we would be completely overshadowed by the football. And I think they wondered what on earth it would be like because when all these girls came into the club. But it very quickly broke down into mutual respect and we love it. Yeah, it is, it is different, isn't it? Very different. Yeah. It'd be different for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, what about, yeah, what, what, what have you been able to chat to Leon and... And Alan and, yeah, some of the admin people about that sort of, I don't know, like maybe got you looking at something in a slightly different way. Um, Alan's a great sounding board. Alan looks at things differently and it's always great to have a chat to Alan and find out how he's getting on with the women's team and so it's interesting to get his perspective on things. And Leon's just the ultimate professional. So we can chat about all sorts of things or if you're not sure how to handle something, you can say, how would you do this or what, you know, how do you handle this? Would you do, what do you do with this? Or you might be interested in hiring someone that they may know better than you and you can have a chat about that. All of those things I think are invaluable and an opportunity you don't always get. Yeah. And would you like to think that you've, yeah, you've given them some ideas and Oh, I hope so. <laughs> imparted a bit of, of I think bit coaches. Of to, I think coaches talking to coaches is always valuable, and it's something yeah. we all like to do. Yeah, I was going to say you all love doing it, don't yeah. you? Coaches love yeah. talking to other coaches. We give Alan a hard time, like why the hell did you do this and all yep. of that, and he does the same to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has, it must have been interesting to see just how yeah the women's program. I mean, netball is just so established, like the the um, participation rates and the pathway programs and all that sort of stuff. Um, Players have always been funneled through, haven't they? Mm. But yeah, they've sort of gone in reverse with the AFL women's, and well, particularly in New South Wales, I think because yeah. they just don't have the grassroots program underneath that perhaps Victoria has, or the history, or just yeah. not as many girls thought of playing AFL. But that will change. It's very much a growing sport now. Yeah. How have you? Yeah, have you? I mean, it, the sports come in and they've got a lot of publicity, which netballers have probably been fighting for for years. Has that been? I don't know. How's that been to watch? Just oh, the, look, I think in all the, the women's sport, in all the women's sport that's developed, it's been good. Yeah. Um, we're all aware of the fact that women's sport is far more successful on an international stage at the moment than men's sport, and I think people are waking up to that. Yeah. I don't think it hurts at all that AFL get publicity. The netball, the amount of publicity that netball gets has grown considerably over the last few years, and I think yeah. there's room for everyone. And when you look at the pages of the paper, I think they could dedicate a few more to every women's sport. Yeah, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What's next for you? Like, I don't know. I feel we'll be here for a long time, but <laughs> um, one season at a time, definitely. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're desperate to win a championship and to can hope to keep building on what we're doing. We've got some really young players in our team that I'm excited about, and watching them develop over the next couple of years is something that really stimulates me. Yeah. Do you, who who do you look around the world? Do you watch other coaches in other sports around the world, and are there ones that you're sort of drawn to and? Yeah, there's definitely some that I'm drawn to and it's always interesting to watch how people react and how they handle things and um, I really like the way someone like Craig Bellamy operates but if you ask me who inspires me the most is while I was in New Zealand I had the opportunity to get to know Wayne Smith, the all black and all, former all black coach and I really, really like the way he approaches sport and find him fascinating to talk to and... But it's really interesting to watch how people handle different situations and I think you learn a lot from that. Yeah, that must be something you kind of look for. Yeah. In a way, something happens and what's the reaction, the response. Yeah. Yeah. 
And Wayne Smith in particular has not only a great attitude to leadership, but he's got that empathy too. He knows that everyone's not perfect, that the world's not going to always happen the way he wants it to, and I like the way he deals with things. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you about a quote that I read from you. I think it was from last year. It might have been the year before. You said a team can always play netball without a coach, but a coach can't coach without a team. That's quite true, isn't it? All they need yeah. is a ball on a court and they can play and have fun and, and they don't need out. a coach and they don't need an umpire. So I think that's something that coaches should remember. I think sometimes we get a little bit ahead of ourselves and think that we're the be-all and end-all, but they can actually survive without you if they have to. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a good note to finish up on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for listening to The Leaders. If you're not already a Giants member, head to membership.gwsgiants.com.au to sign up today. There's a package to suit everyone. And make sure to subscribe to The Leaders so you don't miss next week's episode featuring Giants AFL head coach Leon Cameron.